This episode was sponsored and recorded at AKA The Studio, a space for creatives to create. They offer a psych wall, multiple backdrops for photography and videography. Their location is 4300 Eastern Drive, Suite 20. And don't forget to follow them on their social media accounts at AKA The Studio. Thank you. The Colors We See podcast, a podcast about discussing the human experience. It's the Color Jose from the Colors We See podcast. I am going to have a longtime friend and businessman come on. So without further ado, who are you? My name is Harold. I'm a business person, one of your best friends. I own Who Created It, which is a web design and development firm here in Bakersfield. We have service and help over 80 small businesses and even some large businesses build their websites, set up e-commerce, set up everything they need for a digital plan. I'm also one of the co-founders of AK The Studio, which is a really dope photography and videography space that we ran out to other creative individuals for their use. And we'd love to see you here. And I'm also one of the owners and founders of Levels Entertainment, which at one point was the biggest event production company here in Kern County. We haven't done so much in the last year or so because of coronavirus, but we will be making a very large comeback this year and you will hopefully be attending one of our shows very soon lord willing but yeah that's who i am so with that being said why do you do what you do when i first started really getting into the whole creative and entrepreneurial side of things i was really inspired by just wanting to build something really great for the community do something really dope that would be fun and i could get paid from that's how i started off and in the process i really realized that you know you can't really do stuff for the community or for other people with without having done things for yourself and having put yourself in the position to win. So now really what I do it for is, as strange as this may sound, is for money. I do it so that I'm financially secure and financially stable enough to live life however I wanna live it and provide the lifestyle that I would like to provide for the people that I care about, accomplish the goals that I care about. Because without money, you literally can't accomplish any goals. So that's why I do it, you know, to to get this money. That's why I'm building all these businesses. That's why I will continue to do so, so that I can get this money and push my agenda because everyone has one, you know, so I'm going to push mine. You've done a lot in the city and you've owned a lot of businesses. Out of all the things that you've done, what are you most proud of? I think this contradicts what I just said as far as my motivation being money. But the things I'm most proud of are I've actually done two benefit concerts. One was for a close friend of mine who passed away due to gun violence, uh, Carlos Gomez, may he rest in peace. We did a benefit show for him. I'm also very proud because it's the first concert that ever has happened in the David Head Center, which is a small uh, recreational center. If you're from Lamont, you know where that is. I actually organized the first concert that was there and it was for friend Carlos who passed away. It was so we could raise money and give that money to his mom. And that's exactly what we did. You know, it wasn't much. It was, I think we raised maybe like $300, but it's something that I'm ridiculously proud of. And I'm way more proud of that than a lot of the material things that I've gained, a lot of the things that I've done. And I've also done another benefit concert for a local artist here in town named Damo, who passed away. He wasn't my friend, I would say. We're just acquaintances. We had only actually met uh, twice, but his passing was 
something that affected me in certain ways to see an artist pass like that, especially one being so young. I think he was right out of high school. It's, it's a really fucked up thing. So myself and Lil Sosa, who's one of his best friends, put together a benefit show. We brought on a bunch of local artists and we raised, I believe, like $800. And he had just passed away. So all that, we gave it to his mom and that went to his funeral, you know, and his mom and his grandma weren't expecting it. And they were really happy about it. They really appreciated it, you know, so that made me extremely happy. And like I said, I think those two things are probably what I'm more proud of than any material thing that I've gotten, any like business that I've created. I mean, I think also that that has to do with like actually making like a difference, having raised some money that I know will go help make their lives, even if it's not a lot, just slightly a bit more comfortable and a little bit more easy. Would you say things have been easy for you getting yourself situated in what you want to do? Nah, I don't think so. I don't think they have been easy. Even now, they're still not really like easy. Certain things have always came naturally to me. Other things, uh, I have a, a huge privilege of, like I said earlier, being born into business-centered household, you know, and having seen my parents build a business from scratch at the time I was six years old, you know, that has given me a huge advantage. So that along with uh, I would say like my natural intelligence and like the discipline that they've also instilled in me made it easier. But I think that when you go against the grain and you're kind of doing things that haven't really been done before, it, it gets really hard. And life in general is, is rarely easy. You know, I've lost a lot of friends. I've lost ridiculous amounts of money. I've failed. I've been publicly humiliated. All types of shit has happened that you know, have made this journey uh, crazy. But at the same time, like it's built my character and it's built who I am today, you know, so I don't really, I'm not really upset about nothing. You know, I appreciate it all for what it is. One of those big failures that happened was when you were trying to throw the We Won Fest. Oh my God, was I seeing your name all over Twitter. But you're not afraid to fail. Why is it that you're not afraid to fail? Because for me, if that would have happened, I'd be like, all right, I'm done. I don't want to do anything no more. You know what? Okay, I'm, I'm giving up on my dreams. I mean, I get it. I, I take full responsibility for that. You know, um, sometimes when you want to accomplish big goals and you have no idea how to really accomplish those goals and you just kind of set off to do them, a lot of a lot of things will get uh, messed up and a lot of things will not go according to plan. And that's exactly what happened. You know, I could have definitely prepared better and put that show together the, the way it should have been, you know, and that's why everyone was upset. And they have all the right to be upset. You know, I don't blame them. I don't fear failure because I'm aware that that's just life. You know, everyone fails. You know, it's just about getting right back up and figuring it out. I don't really care, like, what anybody thinks of me. I don't. It's not any of my business what anyone's perception of me is, really. And I, I mean, even like most of my failures, like they have been public and they have been a lot of people that are in the creative community are aware of them. I don't really worry about it too much. I mean, it, it was uh, it's definitely hard, like, as you're going through it at the time. But after the first time that you kind of go through something uh, emotionally where you know you have the best intentions and people just don't see it and they're upset at you for that, you know, you, you kind of just got to let them be. And everyone has the right to feel however they feel. I'm not afraid of getting anybody upset. I'm not afraid of like anybody thinking like I'm doing something that I'm not because I know I'm not doing that thing. So yeah, I mean, I think also like for the longest in high school but well, and even in middle school, uh, I was a troubled kid. I was always doing bad stuff. You know, you yourself know about this. And so I think a lot of people 
my family included, thought I really wasn't going to be anything or do anything with my life. And even like society, you know, you're constantly told that if you don't go to school, if you don't follow the rules, if you don't get a job, you're going to be a failure, you know, and I've had a lot of people look at me as a failure already. So when people look at you like that already, especially people that you really care about and love, it's kind of like, oh, well, if they think I'm a failure, like what is a complete stranger online thinking that I'm a failure really at the end of the day affect? me it doesn't you know so yeah i just do whatever the hell i want if it works out beautiful if it doesn't work out back to the drawing board you know i can attest harold was a kid in elementary where he was always in trouble but you knew there was something special about him and there'd be times where i'd be in be at his house and something would happen and parents would have a conversation with him and it was always out of love but i think it's because that's just naturally how he is he's a person that wants to do good and he definitely has these big ideas and these big dreams and he wants to make everything happen and out of all of that something that i've noticed in him is that he started to organize himself a little bit better as time went on it wasn't just like i'm you know i'm doing this and i'm figuring it out as he goes it was more of like okay i got a game plan now i'm going i know what i'm doing now i know what's ahead of me and through that there's some lessons that we can all take from him so what are some lessons that we can take from you that you learned yeah it was definitely a lot of trial and error. I think the best lesson you can learn from me is plan things out as much as possible and do things as right as possible the first time. Like, don't skip no little steps. Like, it's cool to have these giant dreams. It's great to have giant dreams. You should absolutely have the biggest dream you possibly can. In the process of those big dreams, you have to remember that there are tiny steps are what going to get you there. So do those tiny things. Check all the little details. Dot your eyes cross your T's. Take all the time that you need to plan something and really figure something out before you go into it. You know, some things you can kind of just jump into if you already know how it goes. But if it's, it's something that you've never done before, you should really think about it and really figure it out and really come through with a solid game plan. And I say it specifically for events. I would say you want to plan stuff at least if you're talking about a festival a year and a half in advance. And this was something that I was trying to put together in like a month. Uh, and if you're talking about shows, you want to plan something at least four to six months in advance. If you're talking about creating a business, shit, I have businesses that I've been planning for years, you know, and I, they're, they're still in the process of being planned. And certain things can't be put into place because I don't have the resources and connections and capital and all that yet. But the planning stage is ridiculously important. And just checking every single detail is ridiculously important. You can't not do that. Whatever you're doing, if you're doing something really big, tap in with the people that you are supposed to tap in with. Tap in with your city government. Make sure you have all the licenses. Make sure you have all your permits. Make sure if you're building a business, make sure there's an audience there that is willing to purchase your product and you have an actual sustainable business model. Otherwise, it may seem like a waste of time for you to spend months and months and months figuring out a business plan, figuring all these things out. It will be a bigger waste of time for you to build the actual business do everything that you have to to build this business and then figure out that there's not a, a real audience there that it's not a real sustainable business model again so it it may take you longer to do it the first time but it's better to do it right the first time than it is to do it have to do it right the second time or the third time you know and i think also a big advice i would say to all entrepreneurs and all business people out there get a fucking job there are a lot of people who will tell you the opposite right to just quit go all in on your business but in my 
my experience, it's really not the smartest thing. Your business is not going to make you any money for the first year. If you're lucky, you're going to get start getting paid the second. Realistically, you're probably not going to get paid until like halfway through the second year. And when you do get paid, make some actual profit. It's going to be a very small amount. So work, build up capital, build up resources, learn everything that you possibly can from this company, get all the experience that you possibly can, get all the connections that you possibly can and build your business plan, everything as you're doing it and you will do a lot better. Yeah, I started a lot of these businesses with no job, almost no money. Whatever money I did have was like money that I had been saving for the longest. And granted, they worked out. Some of them failed terribly. Had I had a job, had I have a stable income, had I had something to fall back on, had I approached things differently, I think um, they would have gone a lot better. And I think the last thing I'd like to say as far as like a lesson or advice is uh, you don't have to do everything don't do everything like do like two things at most and do them really well and you will get a million times further than if you try and do a bunch of different things um my most successful company is actually my web design firm and that's the first company i started and i've had that company now for i think six seven years and it's gone really well for me that company is what really pays for really my lifestyle and covers my investments and does everything that i needed to do but in the process of me wanting to start all these different businesses and accomplish all these different large goals, I guess I got distracted from that. And that's not bad necessarily. If I had stuck with it and really dedicated myself to that and solely that, I think now I would be charging probably 10, 20 times what I'm charging right now. Granted, I wouldn't have all the other businesses. I wouldn't have the experience that I have. I wouldn't probably wouldn't have all the connections because of what I've done for the community. But in terms of actual just revenue, and money and capital, which is now what I'm more concerned about than anything, I would have reached and surpassed the goals that I have for myself a long time ago. So you can go ahead and do 10 different things, but you're not going to make as much money as if you just do one or two things. And if you don't want to make any money, that's great. You don't listen to me. You know, if you want to just go do something for the culture, do something for the community, do something for the love of it, that's beautiful and amazing. And you should. But if you're really out here trying to get some money, don't mess around. Do one do two things, do them really well, get as much money as you possibly can, stack up, build a team, have your team run those things, and then go do more things. Otherwise, it's a lot to manage, and you're just going to be giving a small percentage of yourself to everything and hoping for 100% results, and you're just never going to have those, so... Hey, you, yeah, you, the person listening to the podcast. If you're sleepy or tired, go ahead, put this podcast down, put it on pause, then come back when you're ready. But for those of you that are ready to go, let's move on to our next part of the podcast. Oh, man, that is that's some heavy stuff, man. I'm not sure exactly how to follow up by what you said, but... I will want to ask you one more thing, man, before we get into some questions that your fans asked you on social media. If you had listened to people's advice, where do you think you would be at right now? A, I don't have no fans. These are like, this is just my homies, like supporters, I guess. But really, not even supporters. Like, they're my homies. Like, they just have genuine questions for me that are my friends. I don't think I have, like, like an audience knows me. I know, you know, they're my uh, either friends or acquaintances or, you know, like I said, homies. Uh, but no, I wouldn't consider anyone my fan ever. I don't even like that word. But yeah, I sh- I'm sure, you, I'm sure you, oh, I love I'm that sure word. You love the word. You know what I mean? You got plenty of fans, you know, but I'm not a, I'm not famous. I'm not a podcaster. I don't even want to 
to be known necessarily. I wouldn't even be doing this if I didn't have businesses that I want to push. Honestly, bro, if, I, if it were for me, I would be hiding under a rock somewhere. No one would ever know I exist, you know, but I got businesses. I got goals I want to hit, you know, so. But back to your question, as far as where I would be if I listen to people, I'm sure I'll be straight. I'm sure I would probably be somewhere with a decent career. You know, I would probably have become like a scientist. Whenever I was graduating high school, took the ASVAB, which is like a test that you have to take for the armed forces. I was at one point thinking about going into the Navy. Uh, I got offered a job as a nuclear physicist. So I would have gone to school for that and been in the Navy and gone through that whole program and probably finished the Navy, finished that whole program, had that degree and then applied that and been probably a scientist somewhere. And I'm sure I would have been happy. But at the same time, I think I would have felt very confined and very trapped. And I think at a certain point or another, I would have eventually gone on the journey that I'm on right now. I'm sure my parents would be ridiculously happy and way prouder of me. Same for like my family and stuff. I might even have more actual money like that than I do right now. Long term, I don't think I would have been satisfied. I don't think I would have been happy. And I know for sure long term, I would have been nowhere near the position that I'll be in in, in a few years, Lord willing, you know? So yeah. No, I agree with you. It would make a lot of people proud. But what's important is your happiness and what makes you happy. And that's something that you taught me as a friend. I want uh, to answer these questions that people have. They got, uh, I'm going to tell you guys, for the listeners out there, we apologize because some of these people, I don't even think we should be putting them on blast, but questions in there that I, I apologize ahead of time. You guys know I want to be appropriate, but we're sorry. So let's answer these questions now. So the first question that somebody asked was, how big is it? I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to mean, but somebody asked that, okay? Um, studio is um, a thousand fifty square feet. So we actually have the biggest studio. I'm going to I'm gonna assume that that's what you, you were asking about. He, they know who they are. Okay. Okay. We're not talking size. We're talking inches. The next question someone asked was, how did growing up affect who you are now? That's a good question. Yeah, it's a great question. Growing up in Lamont is a really funny thing. And Jose can tell you about this as well. I am not a street guy. I'm not a gangster. I'm not a thug. I'm not any of those things. I'm not a killer. But being from where I'm from and being raised there, you meet a lot of people who are those things. And a lot of these people became really close friends of mine. Some are almost like my mentors, you know, my big homie, my OG, if you will. And some of these people are just my friends, you know, who are my age, people that I grew up with that are now serving life in prison for having murdered several people, people that, you know, are dead now, people that run different organizations, for lack of a better word, and are in high positions of power, you know. So as fucked up as it is, like, that's the things that other people were attracted to. You know, you saw all these guys, you know, selling drugs, running the gangs and shit they had beautiful women you know they had nice cars they had all the things that i myself as a as a young kid with growing up poor didn't have you know my parents didn't have that i didn't see nobody else with that except for those people so you know you subconsciously start to glorify those things want to identify and be those things so i took that my own way i applied what i could from that in a positive way into business and i took that same uh work ethic that a drug dealer has and applied it to myself you know i took that same mentality of flipping and apply it to my my business you know i applied it to a legit formula something legal you know yeah definitely it gives me a very big business advantage i can read people very well there's a lot of things that i've gained because of that it's given me the very unique ability to be in a room full of individuals who the rest of the world probably doesn't feel comfortable with i'm very comfortable and i can have conversations
issues with them about anything. I'm respected, you know, and I respect them. Same way that I can go into a Fortune 500 board meeting and conduct myself appropriately and be respected by them as well, you know, so that I wouldn't have if I didn't grow up where I grew up in the way that I grew up. It's a transition from where we come from to being in the buildings where nobody looks like you. You have to speak proper. You can't just talk to them how you're going to talk to, say, a friend. Now that, I mean, there's questions being asked, I kind of want to ask, what's your transition been like? Because mine has been difficult these past couple of years. Like, I had to stop swearing, be dressed a little bit differently, uh, comb my hair, because sometimes I don't like combing my hair. I have to brush my teeth, and I just got to be professional. It's just been a kind of a weird transition for me, because before I was just an average fan, and now I am, you know, in the community, I'm a public figure, and I'm people are starting to know who I am. So, what's it been like for you? It's been difficult, you know? Subconsciously, I think I had, and still even have, some mild imposter syndrome, to where I don't necessarily feel like I fit in or I should be here. I know I don't fit in, but I do know I should be here. And I do know that any room that I'm in, I'm adding more than enough value for me to have the right to be in that room. Any room I'm in, I deserve to be in. So, But recognizing that is extremely difficult and it takes a lot of time, a lot of self-reflection. So it has not been easy for me at all, especially since like when I was a lot younger and I already did my time for it so I could speak about it, but I used to sell drugs. I used to sell weed. I used to sell some edibles and stuff in high school whenever I got out of high school. And that's how I really like made my living before I got into this whole creative and business uh, community. So going from dealing with a black market to dealing with completely legal, clean businesses, it's not easy. And like I said earlier, like you subconsciously grow up wanting to be like the dope boys, wanting to be like, you know, those dudes on the block that had it. And that's not who I am. And that's not who I want to be. That's not the lifestyle that I want to have. So training my subconscious mind to want to be something else has been something that I've struggled with for, I think, years, you know. And even though I have always wanted to be something else as well, I've always looked up to Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, Warren Buffett, Bernard Arnault, all these different people that I've looked up to since I can remember. But at the same time, I've always looked up to other individuals as well. So I'm learning to listen more to the voices of the future and more to the voice of the man that I want to be than the man that I was and the man that I wanted to be. I mean, it's not anything easy, but it's definitely something that everyone I think has to go through, especially when you come from the environment that I come from, you know? And that's something that I can say I always respected about you as a friend is that you've always been the person who gives good advice. You know, sometimes I give advice that a parent would give to a child because you look out for people that are around you. You know, we had a conversation a while back about me and my potential and me being afraid of that. And and that was uh, something that I learned from you. Like you said, you look up to peers, but I've always looked up to you as someone who's a mentor to me because we go way back. Like we go back to like me trying to rap. This is where the whole thing started because the person I saw on Facebook trying to rap was Harold. I already had the idea, but there was someone who was 
like in my neighborhood who also was doing what I wanted to do and that was Harold. We're so close that kid you not, I could say I'm somewhere and as long as I, I call my mom and I tell him I'm with Harold, everything's fine. I can get a pass. But you are someone who does so much here in Bakersfield and is just gonna continue to just grow and continue to make your mark. That as your friend is something that I've I wanna like acknowledge. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on here because you are the city's P. Diddy. Like people know him. They sometimes don't know what he does. And I wanted to give definition to what you do. Someone who looks up to you and who's always took your advice as hey, just like a brother, you know, like to go on to the questions before I start crying and <laughs> you guys hear you guys you guys are like, Well, I didn't fucking tune into this podcast to hear the color Jose cry. But anyways, the next question someone asked was I really appreciate that, Jose. Just first and foremost, man, I really do. I appreciate you always seeing that in me, always respecting my mind, always being willing to, to take direction, but also like being real enough with me to like give me some direction as well. You know, man, I just appreciate that very much. You know, everything that you just said, you know, it's very kind words. I don't try to be anyone's big brother. I don't try to be like anyone's mentor. I don't try to ever like little bro people, but I do always, I want to see people win. I want to see you win, bro. I've wanted to see you win since we met the same way that any individual that I ever meet, I want to see succeed. Cause I know all of us, we can all succeed. You know, we look the same, like, and even if we didn't look the same you're from where i'm from you've gone through a lot of things that i've gone through you have your own battles and all that but we have similar struggles and i want to see you and more people like us succeed and reach higher higher and higher heights but that's why i always try and you know give my advice when i can and when i see that someone can really do better i think it's like a it's kind of a good thing and it's a bad thing i think as an individual i am not always the best with communication so i could be a lot better at giving advice not so much the advice that i give but rather just the way that i deliver it that's a huge issue for me and you know i'm an asshole sometimes you've told me before i'm an asshole you've told me before like i need to work on my my attitude and my delivery and the way that i speak to people and the way that I make others feel and that is something huge that I've been working on you know and I appreciate you very much for it. but yeah man just thank you for everything thank you for every all your words you know thank you for having me on the platform we're definitely brothers I don't know about a little or big brother you know what I mean same for like Garrett same for Chuck these are all just my peers these are all people that are legends in the making that I want to see succeed, that I want to help succeed and that I would do anything to help succeed, you know? So, and that's just, I mean, that's the way I feel about everyone. But at the same time, there are certain people that you just meet and you know, like, all right, this is someone that's going to be in my life damn near forever, you know? So, yeah. Man, like we've just been friends for a really long time and this podcast was going to happen. I didn't know when it was going to happen, but I knew it was going to be a good sit down conversation for me. Like, I knew that this was going to have all this because it, it's a lot for me. Like, I'm ready to, like, take it all in. And but going back to the questions, a question someone asked was, what artists inspired you? A lot of artists inspired me, to be honest with you. As far as, like, there's a lot of different type of artists. If we're talking just, like, The Color Jose, for sure, is a huge inspiration. If we are discussing, like, actual physical art, I would say my biggest inspiration and influence is Banksy. I was put onto him by my first grade teacher whenever I went to volunteer for her in high school. She told me about him because I got in trouble for graffiti. <laughs> and that was a whole thing. We'll talk about it another day. But she told me about him and I was really inspired by what he was doing. He somehow found a way to put these 
extremely complex and emotional messages into very simple art forms with one simple photo and a photo that wasn't even like super crazy it was literally just a stencil with one maybe two three colors yet he made you feel everything so that's definitely my biggest like art inspiration i had to do the lighter there's like little weight I think my biggest like musical inspirations and influences are probably I would say for sure Jay Z is my biggest influence as far as like just really music and just the way he carries himself and also as as a man now too I'm working on you know someday I do want to be a great husband I do want to be a great father I want to be a great grandfather so you know he has taught me how to evolve and how to grow and get out of really like you know just going from being someone who was point you know selling drugs to becoming a, a businessman and not only a businessman but a business man you know what i'm saying but like hope for sure i would say in second place tied for second place is nipsey and future those two for sure are tied for second place then right after them i only started listening to them lately but payroll giovanni and money man they're just two individuals that again teach you you know about how to be a man about how to get money how to continue to make money, stack money. Money man even be talking about being vegan and owning a farm and like a bunch of really dope shit that I myself will do later in the future, you know? So those have definitely been my biggest influences as far as artistry goes. You're always tweeting future lyrics out. Like that, I was just surprised he was one of your uh, main inspirations. You said also Jay-Z. I mean, like, I remember going to your house, like this was right around the time when uh, the Watch the Throne. So I mean, that album right there was like, it gave us a lot of dreams and things that we could have look forward to in the oh, future yeah. and now we're like 10 years later talking on a podcast that i started and even think i was gonna start a podcast this is a friend what did you think i was gonna do i thought you were gonna do like interviews to be honest with you which you are doing interviews now but i never thought about it as like a podcast i thought you would be like on like some shit like uh like a tonight show like i saw you being like a a figure didn't know exactly where you would be you know what i mean or what you would be doing i thought you would either do that maybe even like play some background role for like a musician maybe be like a like a manager or like an executive or like a creative director you know something like that but yeah that's what that's honestly what i thought you were, you were gonna be you know that's also why whatever we had we won fest uh i had you interview I think like one or two artists and we meant to do that as like a whole thing but you know just be lagging and stuff <laughs> that's what i was gonna say because i don't think people understand where i started interviewing artists at it was actually uh forest that i interviewed first uh yg that's kind of where this whole interview thing started right before i even had the idea it was like two years in the making to be honest with everyone it to me it was just like wow that was a little, that was a little bit of foreshadowing and it was just kind of weird that i got asked from you to start interviewing all these artists and that kind of just led me into like thinking years down like maybe i can i can do that doesn't seem like it's difficult. Seems like I was already good at it. I mean, the first interview was like, wow, that was like a really good stepping stone for me because I didn't know what I was doing when you asked me to come up with some questions or you already had questions already for me to ask. And I was like, all right, that's cool. But who knows? Like, you just don't know where you're going to be in 10 years and what you're going to do. Just never be afraid to try anything. That's what I would say from my end. But the last question that someone asked on Twitter was, what are you manifesting? What am I manifesting? Honestly, I'm not manifesting anything. Weird as that sounds, like everything that is meant for me is already on the way. It's been on the way. Now I just have to do what I'm supposed to do and it's all going to align. It's been like that for the longest. I already manifested everything I needed. It's literally just 
on its way here. If there's anything that I am working towards, I'm planning on building, like it's just that the studio gets much, much bigger, much, much bigger, a hundred, a thousand times bigger. I mean, I'm talking like <sighs> Tyler Perry size, two, three times as big as Tyler Perry Studios. That's my goal. And I'm trying to put that bitch in Lamont. At a certain point, like I want like big chunk of the population that lives in Lamont to be working at those studios, you know, to really be one of those people that um, bring something to my community that can feed a large amount of people besides just myself. Shout out to everybody out there in Lamont right now. Critel, Vanessa, Jazz, incredible people doing dope stuff. So there is people out there who are doing amazing. Yeah, shout out to everybody from Lamont for sure. Shout out to uh, Quetel and Yessi and Jazz and everybody, 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 everybody. Shout out to Migs. Migs, you're a bitch. I love you though. <laughs> but nobody else can call him that though. If y'all call him that, I'm gonna fuck you up. I gotta stop cursing so much also. This is Jose's platform. We gotta, there's children listening. Children, please don't swear. All right, cursing is not good. Okay. Don't do drugs either. All right. I think I've definitely manifested some stuff in my life and I believe in the power of manifestation. But right now what I'm really focused on is just working, really just putting the work in. I can manifest everything. You, anybody can spend all day manifesting, you know, and that's great and all. It works for you. It works for you. But I'm a firm believer in hard work. So I'm out here getting to it. That's really that, you know, if anything, though, if I'm trying to manifest anything. It's uh, 20 bands by my birthday. I think I could do it. I think it'll come. I know it will actually. It'll manifest. I guess, I guess I'm manifesting that. Yeah, that's what I'm manifesting. Let's go on to these instagram question see what they ask there's a lot of great questions on twitter we'll see what we get from instagram uh one of the question asked was first and foremost mom and pops for being small business owners as well champ oh your parents like you said earlier they're small business owners that's a big thing i mean man, those are the best teachers that you can have because you were around how a business was getting ran and what you should do to talk to customers and you were doing that since you were small yeah no for sure shout out to my parents uh the biggest shout out to my parents because I would say when you look at things right, I was very underprivileged uh, because you know, I wouldn't say we were poor, you know what I mean? But we're lower income, you know, community that I was raised in is lower income community. You know, my, I come from a family of immigrants, you know, we're brown. Like there's a whole list of things where I could have and should have just been another statistic. And I didn't have many privileges the way that most kids like me don't have privileges. Two biggest privileges that I have are that I come from a two parent household. That's not to say that you can't raise a kid great. If you're a single parent, you absolutely can. It's just it's just a privilege, I guess to have both your mom and your dad. And a lot of people, unfortunately, don't have that, you know? So having that family structure definitely helped me for sure. Even though my grandma really raised me, just having my parents around is a blessing, you know, and is a huge privilege. Like I said, most people, a lot of don't have, you know? So I appreciate it to the utmost, but also having both these parents be business owners and seeing them build a business from nothing. I mean, literally nothing. I'm talking about, I'm six years old. We're all still living in a garage. My parents are making tamales all night, coming home from work, tired as fuck, making tamales, going and selling them to buying a car like that, to buying a taco truck, to buying a restaurant, to now owning multiple taco trucks, owning a restaurant, you know, and having all these different sources of income, uh, owning property, like huge, 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 huge. If not for that, I would not be the person that I am today. So that is an absolute privilege. Very grateful for them. And I'm very grateful for that. And I know for sure that if not for that, I would not be who I am. So I'm not, I'm not self-made by any means. 
You know, I have amazing parents. I have an amazing grandmother. You know, I only have one grandparent, but she's an incredible person. And she's more than enough for eight grandparents. You know what I mean? I have an amazing board system in terms of like friends, in terms of creative peers that I can count on. I have amazing business partners. I have a lot of big homies and even little homies that have put me on with game, that have given me opportunities, that have provided me with everything that I can need and more a lot of times. So yeah, I'm not I'm not self-made by any means, you know. I'm the byproduct of my, my community and the people that are around me and the people that made me me. You are right. Definitely people who are a product of their environment and do wonders if they use it to a positive light. So something someone asked you is plan on leaving Baco? For sure. I've left Bakersfield. I get asked this quite a bit, but I've left Bakersfield like many times. Like I, I spent probably from the time I was like 19 to 22 uh, out of Bakersfield. You know, I've lived in I lived in the Bay. I lived in San Jose. I lived in L.A. for a bit. I lived in Texas. I've lived in Fresno. I've lived in a bunch of random places and I've seen a bunch of different things. I've worked out there. I've done all types of different stuff out there. So I have left, came back and I, I will definitely leave for moments in time. But I think I will always have an actual physical home here in Bakersfield and one in Lamont as well. Maybe just one in between. But I'll always have something tying me to here a reason to come back. I would like to base the majority of my businesses out of here to provide the people from this community opportunities in different industries. So I'll always be here, but I will be leaving relatively soon. Where I'll be going, I'm not 100% sure yet. You know, um, it just all depends really on on the businesses. Someone asked, how much can a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Man, 100. Another person asked, what's your definition of being successful? My definition of being successful, in general, I think success is just really happiness. Are you happy? Are you wake up every day excited and happy for the day? Or are you just like, fuck today? Like, if you wake up happy and you're ready for the day, you're successful. If you, you do whatever you want to do that day, you you are extremely successful, much more successful than the majority of people in this world. If you don't, I would say you're probably not successful. And even no matter how much money you have in this life, no matter what material things you have in this life, if you wake up hating your day and hating your life, you're not successful to me. How would I define my personal success and when would I say I'm personally successful? I think that's more of a financially secure type of thing. I think once I own my own property, once I own the property that all my businesses are are on completely, uh, once I'm able to sustain sustain myself 100% off of just things that I own. You know, I have my own land where I power and run everything and doing everything I want to do, just what I want to do day to day. I would say I'm successful, you know, whenever I have my ranch and my grandma's living with me on my ranch and she has her own house. I got my own house with my kids, my wife, you know, have like probably like giant shelter on the property for all the stray dogs and all the stray cats, you know, in Lamont and shit. I think when I, whenever I get there, you know, I'll, I'll be successful. And I say that'll probably be like, Lord willing, like my late thirties, early forties, you know, I'll be, I'll have put aside enough money to where I can really just have fun with my businesses, grow the businesses when I want to have other people run them, invest in the things I want to, but still spend six days out the week with my family and on my property, on my land, growing my garden, taking care of my dogs, doing whatever I want to do, you know? Um, that's when I'll personally be successful. But in terms of like success, I guess in terms of like society, I think I, I would say I'm successful right now, you know, just because even though I may not have all the material things I have, I may not have the material comforts that I would like or that I think others would say you need to have to be successful. I wake up every day and I get to do whatever the hell I want. 
I make money however I want. I do fairly well for myself. I have more than enough to cover my needs, save some, and help out the people around me. So, you know, I think I do okay. And I'm, I feel like I'm not where I want to be, but I'm happy for sure. And that is a success in, it, in and of itself. A wonderful answer for that. And I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you for coming on. Harold, any last words? I mean, you talked my ear out. No, I'm just kidding. I love this, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. I appreciate the platform. I'm stupid, stupid proud of what you've built, the community that you've built. I hope, even though I know you want to take a break after season three, I hope that um, your podcast empire grows much, much larger than you have envisioned. I hope that you have a million times more success than you think you will. I hope this shit gets as big as possible. And I, I really do just wish you the best, bro. And I appreciate the platform. I appreciate the opportunity. I'm stupid happy and proud of what you got going on, you know, and I'm excited to see it keep going. Again, thanks for coming on and I love you. I love you too.